Yeah. Politics with Mercer Prescott. Politics with his eclectic band of cronies giving you the truth about everything they lie about. Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, don't forget about Earn to Burn. What you gonna do is learn. That's right, it's now your turn. Politics, go and listen. Get your lesson, watch my blink glisten. I'm gonna get what you're missing. But the bullshit now you're pissing me off. Y'all heard the news, you get a soft, full of lies. And why do they try? They wanna trick you. But politics is gonna gift you with education for the masses to get up in your ignorant asses. Politics with Mercer Prescott and the collective band of cronies. Yeah! Politics. Every Monday at 7 p.m., dial 1-646-668-8795 to speak with the host, Mercer Prescott, now.
All right, all right, all right. Another episode of Politrix. It is I, the miraculous one known as Kaiser, so say. Merck the Wonder and today's featured guest, O.D. Hello, hello. What's up, what's up? I feel like I've been politricked. I've been politricked by the politics. I feel like... But this is the, this time of my life is the most woke I've ever been in my life. The most woke I've ever been in my life. It's a crazy place to be. Absolutely. You know I mean? yeah. Absolutely. But it, yeah. it's kind of like being woken up by sitting on on, on a cactus. <laughs> so exactly, it's not the kind of woke I would have wished for. You know what I mean? Or at least not under these predicaments. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I also feel a little guilty about living life up until this point, you know, just being indifferent and being complacent um, and just being like, oh, hey, you know, all this shit's going to work itself out. No, nah, motherfucker, it's not. Shit, I'm the king of complacency. This is the biggest wake-up call I ever got. My eyes are so open. They got, like, toothpicks keeping them open. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, man. But uh, but before I go ahead and jump into the, the, the politics stuff, Couple quick things, real quick. Uh, number one, uh, the Grammys were last night. Uh, Drake won what two awards for uh, Hotline Bling? I didn't know there was a category for uh, Doctor Waiting Room music, but so it went. But my, but, but my thing was uh, the whole. Uh, I guess it's a controversy between Adele and Beyonce for Adele winning. Uh, Album of the year, so I'm not going to get too, I'm not going to get too much into it because I know Odie's going to want to talk about it on uh, on Mock Talk on Saturday. But I would say that in the meantime, Huffington Post has a really good article about it. I suggest you read it because Adele had some very profound things to say about uh, about winning that award. And profound from, is up for debate, but we'll we'll rock with that for now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, tomorrow's Valentine's Day. And, uh, what? I have a really? Oh shit! Damn. Yeah. Already. <laughs> and I, I got a message for uh, my lovely black ladies out there, and they're gonna be mad at me, so I'm just gonna come right and say it. Please, please, please stop making videos of you sitting in your car lamenting on why black women are, are undateable. Okay? Because when you think about it, who gives a shit with the jackasses on Handjob.net? And okay, stupid are saying, okay? When it comes to your love life, it's all about you. Who are you going to listen to? Steve Harvey? He's had more wives than Alex Jones has chins. You don't listen to Oprah? You know what? I'm going to quote Ice T on this. I'm going to fuck about Oprah. Oprah ain't got no man. Better worry about your motherfucking self. Okay, I shouldn't have quoted Ice T directly because that was a lot of unnecessary profanity, but you get my point. Okay? Take care of yourself and the rest will fall into place. But please, ladies, no more videos. My my remedy, I I'm not I don't I feel like the woman you're describing is a bitter black woman in that category. And while I don't fall while I don't fall into that category, mm-hmm. I'm single and my remedy is I'm treating myself to Chris Rock show. I'm gonna have a good fucking laugh amongst all the couples. This was bold as hell because honestly when I saw the tickets going down, I was like, fuck that Valentine's Day. And I was like, yeah, I'm about to go out of town. I really have the most going on, and I really don't have time to go to the show. But I, I really want to 
like who who's not for it to laugh? So right. I'm gonna be out in the streets tomorrow. I'm and and and, and 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 the videos I saw were not like angry black women like I don't understand why people don't want to date me. It was more like just women lamenting, like they're on a, a oh, lot of these major well dating sites. Me type of shit. Like yeah, because uh, on okay. on a lot of the major dating sites, uh, black women are the least desired people, right next to uh, right next to Asian men. So it's Asian men, and then black women are like oh. at the bottom, and I think they're taking it to heart. So you know what was crazy? I actually remember um, Asian men had their own little spout. Um, whoa, 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 like they had their like. I'm confused. I'm confused. I'm confused. I'm confused. <laughs> the fuck totally has got to do with politics? This sounds like some mock talk. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> but I just remember a time where Asian men were popping. Like I remember my cousin was telling me. When she lived in Brooklyn, she was like, every, all my girlfriends got an Asian man. Like, I don't know what the And when I was that, young, I like middle school, <laughs> it was my whole being to be like Bruce Lee. I took, I wanted to be a karate master. I bought these shurikens, me and my homeboy, Jeff. He was a white kid. <laughs> and we, that's all we was about. I used to carry shurikens to school. I mean, I know Bruce Lee didn't really use shurikens, but that was just my thing. I remember one right. time I got in a fight on this damn school bus over this girl named Gina Gallette, and one of her ex-boyfriend was jealous because, you know, I was my girlfriend at the time, and he was trying to fight me on the bus, and I caught his hand, and he tried to punch me in my face while I was sitting down, and I caught his hand like I was a black dragon, and I caught that motherfucker, and then, and then all of a sudden, the bus just got lit, like, oh, shit, oh, shit, I threw up my shirt, and I threw that shit, this shit in the back of her head, and she was all bloodied up and shit, and I got, I got expelled from school that year, but anyways, yeah. <laughs> and I thought I told good stories. <laughs> but but um jumping back into the politics, um here's my thing, right? I, I'm on Facebook a lot and I see a lot of threads that I avoid because uh my my number forty five fans don't really post a lot because even though they won, they're kind of in hiding because you know it's like the wrath of Bernie all over Facebook, you know. Don't let them fuck around and have a business or something like that or something that they're trying to protect. Yeah. They won't. They won't speak up. They won't speak up. That's why they're yeah. still in hiding, I think. Yeah, but one of them, one of my, uh, I don't know for sure that she is a Trump fan, but she's definitely not a Hillary fan. But she made she made a post, and her post was. I'm confused as to, as to why people aren't buying Ivanka's clothes. Please, only real answers, no snide comments or insults. And I was about to scroll past it because I'm like, I don't want to get involved in this because there's no other answer I could give except a snide or rude remark. But then I was like, you know what? Let me uh, – I'm going to follow this, and I want to see what people are saying. So I got uh, – I'm not going to read every – post on the thread, but there were some that made me say, yeah, I agree with you 100%. And then there was some that was like... One rule, one rule, though. When you do that, I need you to have a different voice for each post that that (laughs) kind of resembles what that person... Would look like would talk would that look like them like how they would look like if it's this dorky white kid I want you to make them sound like I I wish I could buy these some buy like Trump clothes you know, gotta use their voice okay okay well, there first you go. of all go I, I I I I gotta pass on that for one reason I'm so I sick I was gonna say I think that's a fucking fantastic idea but I, it is <laughs> but I'm, I'm still sick my throat still hurts and I don't know if I can pull it off 
So but I don't want to say their names. Go ahead. I don't want to say their names out loud because they don't know I'm using this. But you can rename them. You can rename them. It's cool. Like you can call. Yeah, let's Johnny rename them. And make sure you use the right voice Becky though. And Adele. <laughs> Whatever the fuck. You know what? I'll just use their first names because I don't really care about these people. But um. I won't. I just won't use their last names. It's not like I can have to redact stuff, and I'm reading it off I mean, of my, my like screen. Somebody named like Felipe. I mean, how many James are in the world, really? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but um, the first person to respond is uh, Alicia, and she says, "I've never worn her clothes because they don't fit me, and the quality of the materials aren't good." But she has some nice oh. shoe designs. Okay. 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 It, it starts okay. off good. Then another uh, Jessica comes on and she says, "Because she's supporting her father's unjust policies." And people don't want to fund the current administration in any way. It's a protest. You know, there are a lot of protests going on about uh, number 45's brand. It's very, it's very toxic right now. You know, so I, 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 I could dig that. Now, I'll call them the subreddits. Uh, Leslie comes on and she says, uh, Nordstrom says they dropped her line because the sales had declined, that it was a business decision, not a political decision. And that is what Nordstrom said. And oh, I can understand that because of the protest. The and I know Rockefeller ain't popping like that. Yeah. But then, uh, <laughs> but then Judy comes in and she says, I'm sure Nordstrom could easily manipulate the numbers to show what they want. And then she says, that's not necessarily what they did. And then here's what she takes that sharp right. She says, I guess it's akin to, allowing, to not allowing black people to rent in your buildings because they were black. First of all, what the hell does black people have to do with this? Nothing. Because black people don't wear, don't wear no Ivanka Trump clothes. Yeah. I'm like, I, and basically, when you hear people, every time you see Al Sharpton, people are like, oh, he's a race baiter. That's race baiting right there. There's a lot of different definitions to race baiting, but the one I got from the Urban Dictionary, it says, one who insinuates that racism or bigotry is a dominant factor with regards to an event that either does not involve race or in which diverse cultures are involved are simply a minor element. So why is she trying to... Rip- your pick. The man is a xenophobe. He's a racist. He's a homophobe. Yeah, but, 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 but not buying really Ivanka's clothes anything. has nothing to do with renting to black people. So her point... She tried to make her non-point more of a point by involving black people. And as, as, as my, as oh, my late mother would saying. say, don't bring me into your bullshit. So... Leave us out of this. We have not, we, we don't shop at Nordstrom's. Leave us out of this. I don't shop at Nordstrom's. <laughs> I don't, they got, they got, they got some ties, boy. Now. They got the best ties on the you planet. You can catch a sale. Yeah. You can catch a sale. But, but uh, yes. going back to Lori's point, though, I, I did miss uh, – I did kind of – oh, I did miss uh, – I, I forgot to mark this one off, but I'll go back and read it. Lori says, I love her shoes, and I have quite a few dresses that are nice. I will just buy them elsewhere. I don't agree with a business making decisions based on politics because you alienate a certain, uh, certain portion of your customer base. That is actually very true, and that is why I wish certain CEOs and stuff like that would uh, – if you have a political opinion about abortion, See, about gay marriage, keep that to yourself you know, because then you have situations like what happened with Chick-fil-A. You know, Chick-fil-A CEO came out and said some stuff about – I don't even remember what he said, but it was about, like, gay marriage or something like that, and people were boycotting Chick-fil-A. Now, 
and then of course all the pro abortion folks decided that, that they wanted to eat there. And, and I hurt their business for, one bit. In fact, they business no, it improved. Didn't. No, it <laughs> didn't. But here's my thing. I would never boycott Chick Fil A for that reason because number one, their food is delicious, and number oh two, goodness. their service is top notch. Like every time I go to to Wendy's, I, I always feel like an employee is ready to just go into the bathroom and hang themselves. Like they're just, it's just like working in like a death factory. But mm-hmm. Chick Fil A. My thing is with Chick Fil A is they don't fail to serve homosexual people or. Right. I mean, right. if you somehow said, hey, I am the president of Women's Choice Clinic, you know, any town USA, they're not going to refuse to serve you because that is your stance. Mm-hmm. My problem with 45 and his family is that they have refused to rent to people, like black people. So. Right. What the fuck? Like, you right. have clearly established that you're not going to do business with us. So guess what, motherfucker? I'm not going to give you any of my coins for you to then tell me I don't have enough to live in your building. Right. No. Like, and that, like that's why you can tell me all day, well, you know, Chick-fil-A has taken this stance or whatever stance, but they're not discriminating and excluding people. They're just saying we don't understand it. We don't think that shit is right. right. I don't think that shit is right. Because and, and, we're using X, Y, Z Christian principles, but yeah. we are not excluding you from coming to our business. And, and that's why and, 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 people and, and, that still was like, I'm going to eat this fucking Chick-fil-A. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and that's why they didn't really lose any business because they weren't excluding anybody. He, he just had an opinion that people didn't like, you know, in, in the thread is a, a woman named Susan. And she says uh, she's intricately tied to her father's government and business talking about Ivanka. Women who buy her clothing did not vote for the 45th uh, president, and we are making a powerful statement. Business and politics must stop colluding with each other. Business had moved into the White House, and we're going to move business out of the White House. She has said uh, – well, I'll skip this part because it's not really – it makes no sense. But then she says, American women are very tired of oppression, greed, power, and, and inequality, and we are letting our business and our government know that we're sick of their misogyny. That's why we're no longer. That's why we no longer buy her attire. She represents all that is wrong with our troubled country. Now, my thing is this: when she talks about government collusion, right? She is one hundred percent correct. You know, you had uh, you had uh, Sean Spicy. I, I I can't. I haven't figured out a good. You know what? Sean Spicer. I'm just call him Melissa McCarthy because Mel- Melissa McCarthy is a better Sean Spicer than Sean Spicer is. So I'm just going to call uh-huh. Melissa McCarthy. Fair enough. Um, Melissa is out there uh, trying to defend this. And then Crypt Keeper is basically hawking her wares in, in, a, in a press conference, which is illegal, which is highly illegal. So these people are insane. Put it like this. In New Jersey, right? I'm pretty sure it's this way in a lot of states. You can't buy a, a new car unless you buy it from a dealership, right? Only reason why I know this is because when Tesla was selling cars in New Jersey, they wanted to sell directly to customers, and Chris Christie uh, smacked them down. Why is it that way? Because all these uh, car dealerships pay kickbacks to the government to make it that way. So they basically make it so that there's no other competition. You have to go to an unnecessary middleman in a car dealer 
in order to buy a new car in that state, in most states, really. Uh, they say that if you cut out the car dealerships, you could save almost $1,800 per new car. So that's collusion in the highest order. So I, I agree with her on this. Right? What does collusion Government mean? is not supposed to be colluding with business. Government is supposed to be creating a level playing field so that people can succeed or fail on their own. That's why we have antitrust laws. So, uh, I'm only going to read a couple more because we got to get on. But, uh, oh, you know what? I'll just go on to the main one. This woman pissed me off, okay? Because she says, I actually purchased a pair of her pants since I don't need to, to try on clothes since I know what size I wear. You know what? Everyone knows what size they wear. So, we didn't really need to know that. It's just, the pants fit amazingly well. Nobody cares. I am raising my girls to be positive thinkers, and that is how I was raised, and I love it, and I love who I am. No one was questioning that, but okay. The negativity in this world must stop as well as the hate. There is no place in my world for hate. She says my world. Very important here. I have wonderful people in me and my girls' lives and will continue to raise them with this thinking. And then she says the thing that pissed me off. Acceptance is a wonderful word and a great way to feel inside. That's the words of someone who was dead inside. Okay? Acceptance is a wonderful word. You know who else is very accepting? Slaves. Okay? We're not going to just sit here and accept our fate. Because what do you see on, on Facebook and social media all the time? Well, Trump's your president, so get over it. Fuck yep. that bullshit. I'm not accepting this. I'm fighting tooth and nail to the death. Okay? Because it's not like our president is trying to give us uh, health care. He's trying to take it away. He's trying to take away clean air, for Christ's sakes. His administration is trying to make it legal to dump toxic coal ash in rivers. China is now the number one producer of solar energy. They passed Germany to be number one. And what's, uh, what's our president doing? He's signing off on uh, pipelines for oil. So why should we accept this? And she's teaching her kids, well, just, you know, be accepting. Really, those girls are going to end oh, up on Maury Povich in 10 years with black eyes on national TV getting punched in the face by their boyfriends. And, I'm, and I know that's a horrible thing to say about kids I've never met. But come on, man. Ugh. That, these are people who say that there's no such thing as white privilege because in right. their world, all uh, – in their world, there's no fucking problem. Uh, yeah, it's perfect. Uh, everybody's equal. They don't they don't face any injustice, so it's no problem. I don't see why you're upset because every I'm good over here. If I'm yep. good, then you should be good. So fuck your feelings, get over it, and make America great again. <laughs> like that's yeah. that's how they that's how they feel. And what that like the first thing that I actually when you were reading that that sentence, um about I've raised my daughter to be accepting. And I thought to myself, well, probably not accepting of gay people or whatever, but okay. Or black fucking niggers. Or blacks or (laughs) Mexicans, anybody, but okay. Fucking dirty Mexicans. While I don't have any kids yet, I have always, specifically for daughters, I was like, my whole thing is, if and when the time comes, if I have a little girl, out of everything, 
I want her to be a critical thinker. That is it. That because I feel like all the rest of the other shit falls into place. So right, if you can figure Criti- out critical how to is think, overrated. Stop playing. <laughs> it is absolutely fucking not. And that's the problem. And you want to teach little boys how to do that shit, but girls, it's like they they just expect you to, you know, kind of spell out the answers for them or treat them like they're the fairest types. No, bitch. Like, I need you to I need you to think for yourself. I need yeah. you to put all the pieces together and know how to stick up for yourself. Yeah. Do the research. Put the shit together. Like, that's what I want my kid to be. Yeah. I'll and put so it like I heard that, I was like, Red flag, red flag, red flag. You like you raised a weak ass little girl. I, I, I'll, put it, I'll put it like this before I move on. My parents taught us about race by not teaching us about race because they don't color code people. You understand? Everybody, everybody's, you know, uh, everybody's on the team. So there's no color coding. There's no nothing like that. So it was like they taught us about race by not teaching us about, about race because it, in their eyes, it doesn't matter. So, but um, I was uh, I, I saw a lot of stuff in the paper about uh, Republican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to say something before I forget. I've been smoking all day. It's been a rough day. <laughs> <clears throat> but I want to know this, Merck. If you could just add this to your thing. I made the show ninety minutes because I want you to answer this or go into this for me, if it's okay. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Why is deporting a woman who has lived in America since she was 14 years old more urgent than fixing Flint, Michigan's water supply? Oh, it, it, it's simple because it's easily distracting. It's like basically if you want to distract a dog, throw a Frisbee. You throw a Frisbee, the dog just goes after the Frisbee. He doesn't, he doesn't say, what do you want me to do with the Frisbee once I catch it? Do you want me to just put it in the shed? No. You throw the Frisbee and they're gone. It's basically a distraction. Put it like this. Obama put up a package, uh, $2 billion to help out Flint, and the Republicans whittled it down to like $70 million or something like that, which is probably not going to be enough for that damage. But the thing is, talking about Flint and trying to do something about it, that's hard. Getting people distracted on the immigration, that's easy. You know, I know a, 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 lot, of, a lot of brothers who were just like, they don't like illegal immigration, and then you talk about it, and then they'll just go off on it. You know, I'm not for illegal immigration myself, but if I had to put illegal immigration and, and Flint on a scale, Flint outweighs illegal immigration right now by a long shot. You know, the fact that we're still talking about Flint in the tense of, hey, we still need to do something about this is ridiculous. So, but. You put up illegal immigration, and it's, it's a polarizing thing, and it gets people talking, and then they stop talking about Flint. So. The water and killing babies makes people uncomfortable. Talking about babies dying makes people uncomfortable. Um, yeah. Talking about what a threat that they perceive to be real to them is something else, because they think that it can directly impact them. So that's why it's so polarizing. That's why people have opinions. Yeah. But the thing is, with a lot of people, they they have no empathy. So they figure, oh well, that that's in Flint, Michigan. That may as well be in Haiti. That may as well be in the Sudan, as far as they're concerned. Yep, it doesn't because affect me. It's not them. All these people at these town hall meetings 
uh, crying about their Obamacare only started crying about their Obamacare because somebody who's not a liberal elite cocksucker finally told them, hey, you do know that the ACA and Obamacare is the same exact thing. And if number 45 repeals it, you're going to lose yours too. And they were like, what? Now we got to fight for it. Who, me? Not me, nigger. Yeah. (laughs) So it's, they have no empathy. Because if it was their children with permanent brain damage from drinking uh, lead-soaked water, then they'd want something done. They'd be at the steps of the Capitol building in their city. No, we you won't. Know, we like them like that so we can get benefits for them. Yeehaw! Yeah. You know, it, it's always funny how you always get these uh, these number 45 fans, the Asian Orange fans, as uh, Buster Rhymes called them yesterday. Um they're always just like, well, why you guys always, you know, got to get handouts from the government? And then, but they live in Tornado Alley, and then once a tornado blows down their home, they're like, well, where's my FEMA check? I deserve it. I pay taxes. I deserve this. Right. <laughs> no, yeah, bitch, you all... got homeowner's insurance. Nobody tells you, no, bitch, you got homeowner's insurance. You but that's the, the thing. Out, in those know? places, nobody writes insurance policies. No one writes insurance in Florida for homes because there's, uh, there's a hurricane – in Florida, like every other week, it's like um, Patrice O'Neill joked about. He was like, uh, God don't like bullshit politicians. That's why he's trying to kill Jeb Bush. Gave him 29 hurricanes. Because <laughs> there's always a hurricane in Florida. It's like they don't write insurance in New Orleans, in Louisiana, because they're below sea level. So, all, so when something happens to them, that comes from the government. That comes from their taxes. But they don't see it that way. I had no clue that that's how it worked, but okay. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, all that's through the government because no no insurance company is going to underwrite that. They're like, yeah, you bought a house below sea level. (laughs) Eventually, it's going to be destroyed. So. Mm. But, um, yeah, uh, I'll put it like this. There's nothing funnier to me than watching a uh, Republican lawmaker run out the back door because there's 300 people at the front door wanting to know why they're taking away their health care. Nothing funnier. And, um, wow, you need to get some comedy in your life if you think that shit's funny. I don't know what to say, bro. <laughs> no, it's, it's funny because it was, it was kind of like watching Jeb Bush when he was running for president. Tell a whole bunch of elderly people from Florida that taking away their their Medicare and their Social Security is a good thing. And watching the reactions. That's funny to me. I know, yes, I do need to get out more. <laughs> but just watching, you know, him trying to explain it and the old people just waiting to cut his hamstrings, but even bringing that goofy shit up, it's it's hilarious. So now we get to see that a lot. So this is from uh, thinkprogress.com. Republicans in deep red congressional districts spent the week navigating massive crowds and hostile questions at their town hall meetings, an early indication of how progressive opposition movements are mobilizing against the agenda of the GOP and uh, Asian Orange. Angry constituents swarmed uh, events held by Reps uh, Jason Chaffetz, who (laughs) that man has problems, Diane Black of Tennessee, Justin Amash of Michigan, and Tom McClintock of California. They filled the rooms that had been reserved for them in Utah and Tennessee 
Scores of activists were locked out. Voters pressed members of Congress on their plans to repeal the Affordable Care Act uh, on the still controversial confirmation of uh, Betsy DeVos and even on a low-profile vote to disband an election commission created after 2000. If you remember in 2000, that was when uh, George W. Bush stole the election with the help of Jeb Bush. Mm-hmm. And they created a commission to prevent that sort of thing from ever happening again, and they voted to uh, disband that commission, which, cause, which, means that they're gonna, which means that they're looking to steal 2020 because there's no other way that uh, Agent Orange could do it on his own now because he's only been president – Three weeks, it feels like he's been president for 10 years. So, but one thing made was really funny to me. There was a, a rep named uh, Gus Billyarks, if I'm pronouncing his name right. Well, I'm just gonna call him Gus because his last name is stupid. But uh, <laughs> <Okay>. he had uh, <laughs> he is a, he's sitting in a pro ACA crowd, right? And they're already pissed at him because he's trying to repeal their health care. What does he do? He brings up death panels. He says uh, his beef with the Affordable Care Act is that there's a provision in there that anyone over the age of 74 has to go before what is effectively a death panel. As soon as he said the word death panel, the crowd turned on him. It was booze, jeers, and chants of liar, liar. And then he says, it's in there, folks. You're wrong. <laughs> the death panel was PolitiFact but was he 2009. Like that or was there something close to that in there? No, like, there's, there's was, nothing in there like that. It's PolitiFact. Nothing in there referencing 74 year olds and whether or not. Yeah, there, there's nothing about that. We already have death panels now. It, it, it's it's called like, a, no, just hyperbolize it. You know what I'm saying? Just playing. No, no, no. It's not hyperbole. It's a lie. Like hyperbole, you're taking something and exaggerating it bigger. That's just a straight up lie. (laughs) Matter of fact, in in, in PolitiFact, it was their 2009 lie of the year was the death panel thing. I think I want to say Ann Coulter either said it on TV. I don't know if she made it up or she just made it popular. But when she said it, they just took it and ran with it. And there is nothing in Obamacare and ACA or anything like that about uh, bringing old people up before a commission to figure out if they're going to give you health care or not. There's no such thing. Okay. So as soon as he said that, the crowd was just like, the fuck are you talking about? Death panels, you jackass. You know, they're in an impossible position because now they have to look these people in their faces. And tell them why they're taking away their health care. Every last single rep, all 400 of them, should have to do that. They should have to have town hall meetings and face their constituents and tell them why they're trying to kill them. Who was that that um, had to confront that woman with MS? Oh, that was uh, Cruz. This and the motherfucker one... said, this motherfucker said, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> on dealing with I was like, what? He said something <laughs> along the lines of like, congratulations on your survival from MS. Or... I, it was just like, wow, so cringeworthy. Like, be- because he doesn't know what he's talking about. Ted Cruz is a huckster, but he's not a smart guy. There's no cure for MS. So 
survival is a daily operation when you have MS. There's no cure. So he made it sound like he survived the car wreck. And it was like, well, that car wreck's over. Now it's time for me to heal up. No. But he doesn't know what he's talking about. And But one thing that Ted Cruz is good at is that he's a really good snake oil salesman. So even though Bernie should have wiped the floor with Ted Cruz, which he did most of the time, uh, Ted Cruz still got some of his lies across. He lied a lot in that town hall meeting. He really did. I, I wish there was a shock collar around Ted Cruz's neck that every time he told a lie, it would shock him. Because he wouldn't make it past like the first 20 minutes. He'd be on the ground convulsing because he got you know, shocked so much. You know what? You're with that lie detector shit because I would be very entertained by having a lie detector test. Like, but the, the, the problem with lie detectors is that they're not totally reliable, which is why they're not admissible. I know they're not, but I still would like to see it, though. It doesn't fucking yeah. matter. Like, it would be quite entertaining. I would love that element to be thrown in there. But yeah. then again, it's not really a lie if you believe it. So maybe these motherfuckers are going to sleep their own life. I don't know. They might, that it might is not true. work out that well. If you believe it, it's not a lie. <laughs> but... Uh, it's funny to see them on the run, but the problem is it's not just the Republicans who are on the run. It's Democrats, too. But it's Democrats. It's by their own yeah. party. And the thing is, that whole horseshit of uh, money Democrats is basically not going to fly in 2018 or 2020. Right now, they're fighting for to see who the new DNC chairman is going to be. And I know they want to Keith Ellison. Keith Ellison is not perfect. Let's face it. He's really not, but he's the best of the bunch. He's definitely better than Tom Perez, who was a former labor secretary in Obama's pick uh, to be uh, leader of, the, of the, uh, the DNC. I can tell you right now, if Tom Perez becomes the new head of the, uh, the DNC, it's a wrap. We're going to lose 2018 and we're going to lose 2020. Easy, in a landslide. Because progressives are not going to vote for these people, and it would mean that they've learned nothing. I'll put it like this. I still catch hell from all my Hillary folks for not voting for, not voting for Hillary. And now it's to the point where they're so angry that they're putting us in the same boat as the number 45 fans, which is absolutely not true. We are not, we are not those people. So don't put, I mean, I know, I know they're mad. You know, I don't blame them for being mad. But the problem is the Bernie Kratz and the Hillary folks, the, the establishment folks, they still hate each other. And we're not going to get it together in time. Put it like this, right? What kind of timeline are we talking about? Well, the thing is, look at it like this, right? You figure it's 2017, right? The end of 2018, we have the midterm elections. So right. you're talking another almost two years if you look at it just from and and Now, the thing is this, right? For us to impeach number 45, we need a majority. Almost every seat is up for grabs in the, uh, in the House, Right. Here's the thing. The Republicans are never going to turn on Trump until they get everything they want. If they don't get everything they want, 
they're not going to turn on Trump. On, on number 45, I apologize. I'm going to throw it. I need to keep a jar on my desk so every, time I, every time I say his name. And I'm holding on to a quarter, too, so all I need now is a jar. <laughs> it just happened to be on my desk. <laughs> but, um, um, commercial break, you know, that stuff. Yeah, that is what better than that. <laughs> okay, I was going to, I mean, I didn't want to disrespect the singer until I confirmed it wasn't. Okay. Okay. But, um, real quick, we need the majority to impeach number 45. And, uh, impeach him for what, man? Well, first and foremost, for uh, breaking the rules of the Constitution, a sitting president is not supposed to profit from foreign entities. That's not an impeachable offense. Getting your dick sucked underneath the desk is an impeachable offense. (laughs) (laughs) No, getting your dick sucked underneath the desk is only an impeachable offense if you lie about it. And the thing is, it wasn't even a good enough reason because they had the impeachment proceedings, but even uh, the Republicans couldn't vote him out. And I don't think we even had the majority then. Because, uh, you know in, why? I know why. Because it's like, we, we all do real, that. Shit, think... you don't do this all, homie. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Bill would have had all, he would have snitched. He would have snitched on everybody. I'm like, okay, motherfuckers, that's how you want to play? And he would have hired him an Olympia Pope. To go ahead and get all the dirt and then release the tapes and drop the dimes on everybody. So, yeah. you know, that's, yeah. that's how that went down. There was no way they could, they could hold that over him. They could like no stones on that one. I, I, out of the four people, I think it was four people on that committee that was after him, uh, after Clinton, three out of those four people, including Newt Gingrich, were already having affairs. That, and, and, and that's not a lie. Go ahead and look it up. New Gingrich was having but it was affair, a sodomy, and sodomy is illegal in D.C. Is it really now? I, 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 did I, I don't know. You're not just making shit up half the time. Come on, man. Oh, no, no, no. It, 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 it kind of got me because I know there was a state trying to make uh, anti-sodomy laws because it, it was their loophole to go after uh, homosexuals. So they were trying to make anti-sodomy laws. But uh, D.C. wouldn't have been in that place. D.C. is too liberal for that. But sodomy, though, that's... That's not a foreign object. That's not a body part. Oh, uh, okay. I, I I'm think it's now. But, okay. okay. I, I, I think it's Well, actually, the case went to the Supreme Court of the United States where it was struck down because the decision made by the Supreme Court, all anti-sodomy laws in the United States are considered unconstitutional and unenforceable. And that's really the main thing, the enforcement part. I remember I talked about, uh, real quick, when uh, voting in open primaries in Mississippi, they said that if you vote for somebody in the primary, you have to vote for them in the general election. They struck that law, that part of it down, because it's it's unenforceable. 
there's no way they can make them do that. So they just said, you know what? Dad, what sense does that make? What if you switch? What if they did something stupid and you was like, oh, I ain't messing with them. I love you. You're too late. You already voted for them in the Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They said it was unenforceable. Because that was me. I voted for Bernie in the primaries. Right. I had to vote for um, Hillary. In, I mean, Bernie's in the, what is it called? Help me out, Mert. I, I yeah, for Bernie first. He was no longer running, so I had to vote for um, Hillary. For you Hillary. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's fine. I had a lot of friends who were who voted for Bernie in the primaries and then ended up voting for Hillary in, in the general. But I'll say this before I move on. If you want to know my – I mean, the, her email scandal was not really a scandal. Uh, Benghazi, I was on her side because I followed Benghazi from day one, and I know Hillary did not cause Benghazi. It was really the Republicans who cut funding for uh, embassy protection. So it's basically their way of deflecting the blame from themselves. You know, all this other be now the one thing I will say is the Clinton Foundation was definitely corrupt. You know how I know it's corrupt? Because it's getting ready to close down. You know why it's closing down? Because Hillary's not president. So people were donating to this fund, you know, to this Clinton Foundation because they wanted it was their opportunity to get in touch with uh Bill and Hillary, you know, and get their political aspirations taken care of. Right. You, know, you figure like the uh, Saudi Arabia uh, donates millions of dollars to the Clinton Foundation. Next thing you know, all Hillary's still Secretary of State. Next thing you know, they get their weapons deal approved. That's not a coincidence. But now that Hillary's not president, people stop donating. So now the Clinton Foundation. Like, you no, know girl, never mind. I don't need to give you no money after all. Yeah. Because why? There, there's no Oops, point in it. My now. bad. Hey. <laughs> you know, uh, unless you're Bill Gates, do you think rich people give money to charity for charity's sake? Rich people. Uh, Bill Gates is the exception. But it's not even a charity, though. Yeah, that's like... how they keep their money. The rich people know. How, you know why rich people are rich? Because they know what to do with their money. They don't buy bullshit in most cases. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they might in buy a Bentley, but a Bentley will last 50 years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, the the real rich people like like a like a Bill Gates who gets his haircut at the barber college, even though he's worth he's, he uh, they were saying I didn't get a chance to read the article I saved it I didn't get a chance to read it, uh, they said Bill Gates is closing in on becoming the world's first trillionaire. So I I, I gotta I'm read that article. Shit ass product Microsoft sucks. Yeah. Well, don't forget he's not president of Microsoft no more. So. But but you know what? It's not just about Microsoft. I'm sure he has he still has stock and 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 stake in the company. But it's not just about Microsoft products. Like it's about all the integrations and platforms that Microsoft supports right. that that uh, Apple does not. So yeah. yeah, at least not yet. But um, yeah, not yet. I'm gonna tell you how stupid uh. Agent Orange fans are, and I don't know if it, if it's stupid Orange. or just willfully ignorant, but I'm going to backtrack a little bit on this. And I've talked about it before, but this has a point. Then why do it John again? John McCain. Oh, say again. Nothing. Oh, <laughs> John McCain uh, was almost disqualified for running for president back in 2008 because the committee that looks over these things. Uh, he was born in a naval base in the Panama Canal, right? And I think this was back before, and I didn't find the nuance as to why that was an issue. I don't know if it was uh, 
because he was he was on a naval base, or is this because we didn't it wasn't a territory yet? I don't know if we were doing that sort of thing with the naval bases yet. I don't know. But the fact that he was born in the Panama Canal was an issue. So this committee looked and they found uh, an obscure law that was put on the books that said that people who were born during that era were indeed American citizens. John McCain is he fought in Vietnam. He's a war hero. You know, he was captured mm-hmm. in Vietnam after his plane crashed. He ain't but, no hero. He got caught. <laughs> no, okay. uh, yeah, according to um, Mr. Five Deferments, who uh, right. watch because him out, he, Merck. watch him out. Oh, because he had uh, he had bone spurs in 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 his little footsies. You know, he had five deferments, and he's going to tell John McCain that he's not a war hero because he got captured. Yeah, you know why he got captured? Because he was in the fucking war. Unlike, uh, you know, Mr. Milksop. Oh, I can't. Eh. Don't get me wrong. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me ask a question. Now, I ain't yeah. trying to be cool or nothing, so I'm going to say it in my real voice. No. <clears throat> no. Um, does John McCain, is something wrong with his arm, or is it a fake yes. arm? No, no, no. Uh, something's wrong with his arms because when he crashed his jet, uh, he broke both his arms. And because of the way, the crude way that his arms were set, uh, that's why his arms are like that. So, like, he always, his arms always look kind of funny. Okay, one more question, one more question about arms. Yeah, he can't, he Bob can't Dole, arms does Bob like Dole have level. a hand, or does he not have a hand? No, that I don't know. I, didn't, I don't know anything about Bob Dole having any fake appendages or anything like that. But Bob Dole just looks like, like a, a melted mannequin anyway, so I don't know what the hell is wrong with Bob Dole. And was that was how he looked 30 from um, that, that one show. Yeah, that was how he looked 30 years ago. Lord knows what he looks like now. <laughs> right. You know Let me what? Make I haven't seen him in a picture. long time. I'm not trying to seek him up or nothing, but I really yeah. haven't seen him. Here I am. Well, but then again, Bob, Bob Dole is really old. Just like uh, I think uh, Bush, uh, Bush number one is like ninety something years old. Somebody had a funny meme about that before I go on. Uh, they, you know, the Bushes weren't at uh, number forty five's inauguration, and somebody had a meme, and they oh, yeah. were like, they were like, you coming to the inauguration? He's like, no, we dying. And two weeks we later, dying. they're at the Super Bowl. Some <laughs> coins and shit. <laughs> he was in the Super Bowl in his wheelchair. <laughs> But anyway, figure it like this, right? John McCain, Fort Nam, war hero, right? If they put that much scrutiny into John McCain, that means they put that same amount of scrutiny on President Obama, right? But yet, there are still a lot of people to this day, to this day, who believe that uh, Obama is not an American citizen, to this day, you know why Arnold Schwarzenegger can't run for president because he's not because he's not uh, he's you know, Austrian. Yeah, because he's not born here. Yeah, Ted Cruz can't. I mean, Ted Cruz ran on a technicality. Basically, uh, his mother is an American citizen, just like uh, Obama's mother is an American citizen, right? So, basically. Ted Cruz could could run on a technicality, even though Ted Cruz was actually born in Canada. But Obama was born in Hawaii. Yeah. No. Yeah. Right. So he still was born in in part of the fifty states. 
Right. If you call, but, but people call Hawaii probably the states, state. bub. Yeah, but but the thing is, people were saying that because his father was from Kenya, you know, that was their rationale. But the thing is, oh, even fuck. though Obama yeah, had his birth certificate, his mama had that black dick. You know what I'm saying? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> But even though they had the birth announcements from that day, even though that committee who scrutinized McCain cleared Obama with no issues, people still believe that Obama's not a citizen to this day. He's not even president no more, and they still think that he's from Kenya, right? Put it like this. More than half of Trump voters say that uh, the Bowling Green Massacre is proof of uh, number 45's immigration ban. That, that, that immigration ban is necessary. Remember, Bowling Green, the Bowling Green Massacre never happened. That's just something that the Crypt Keeper said, you know, to, as a justification for banning an entire religion from coming into the country. So uh, over 50% of people who voted for the president in the 2016 election say that the Bowling Green Massacre, which never occurred, is proof that his ban on travelers from a majority Muslim countries is necessary. Now, keep in mind that in the entire poll, and this is still scary, 23% of Americans said that the Bowling Green massacre was real. But out of those 20, out of that 23%, over 50% of that number were uh, Asian Orange fans. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That level of willful ignorance. There is no Bowling Green Massacre. That's just something that the Crypt Keeper had said to prove a, po- uh, a, a non-point. But in their minds, it's real. Whatever Asian Orange says... words are it, out there, that's it. Like, yeah. Now, you figure don't... it like this, right? Hmm. They made the Bowling Green Massacre up. Then you actually had a massacre, like what happened in Newtown, and then you have... Uh, Slugs like Alex Jones saying that it was a false flag operation, that they were actual actors, that they were child actors pretending to be dead, you know, so the president could push whatever agenda he was trying to push, but they're making up massacres. Why (laughs) pretend when you can really kill them and slaughter them? (laughs) You know, and, and the fact that people like Alex Jones will now have access to the White House is terrifying. InfoWars is basically if you had an uncle with Alzheimer's who hated Obama, that would be that's InfoWars. Because I don't think Alex Jones knows what he's saying half the time. Half the time he's he's angry. he looks like 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 a lobster, you know, cuz he's his face is red from banging on the table saying how much he hates Obama. You know, he's talking about lizard people and dimensional portals and he says that Obama smells like sulfur. I didn't make any of that up. That's all clips from his show, but people will believe it because it fits their narrative. They just won't admit why they voted for number 45 because everything that, you know, they could say how much they hate Hillary, but everything that they hated Hillary for, number 45 has doubled down on it. Did you know that there's people, including, uh, I, I want to say son-in-law, who are registered to vote in more than one state? Mhm, and that's okay. So speaking, I, what I don't fucking understand is why is forty five fighting so hard to prove that the election was a fraud? It's because of his ego. Because 
when a president wins in a landslide like Obama did, and especially in, 20, and especially in 2008, he won in a big landslide, right? Yeah. Um, you have the mandate, which means that you know that when you do what you do, the people are behind you because they voted for you overwhelmingly. Trump – oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Let me get my coins, put it in the jar. Um, that's not really a jar. It's my desk. Bah, I didn't get a jar. Bah, um, bah. <laughs> basically, number 45 lost the popular vote by 3 million votes, which means technically that he won on a technicality. Because if it was a, a straight vote, Hillary would have crushed him. But yet, you know, even though she won by 3 million votes because of the Electoral College, uh, number 45 won, and he can't take that. He doesn't like the fact that people don't like him, but, he, but he's a, a total slime bag. He actually thinks that Obama likes him. He actually said that. He said, Obama likes me. You know how I know? Because I can feel it. Actually said that because of when they were together at the inauguration. Do you know why Obama was with you in the car in the inauguration and doing all that stuff? Because he fucking has to. It's part of his job. You know? And he doesn't get it in his mind. There were protesters uh, coming out for uh, number 45 in Florida. He, he said, oh, well, they're all supporters. But so that O'Brien uh, tweeted about it, had the pictures like, no, uh, most of them are against you. And she tweeted, pictures of, she tweeted pictures of their signs. And one dude had a sign that says, you're not a president, you're a punchline. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about his ego. Do you know why uh, number 45 did that raid in Yemen that killed all those people? Basically, he did it because uh, his people told him, well, Obama wouldn't have done it. That's how they got him to do it. Because uh, – and that was actually true. Obama didn't do it. He had that mission on his desk, and he wouldn't greenlight it. You know why? Because there was no support. There was not enough information on the, on the compound. They already knew it was heavily guarded. You know? But uh, – the intelligence community couldn't gather enough information on it. Obama was just like, look, I'm not trying to send these people to die. Uh, when, we get, when we get more information, we'll, we'll revisit it. But until then, I'm not going to green like this. And basically, they basically just told uh, number 45, you know what? Uh, Obama wouldn't do it. So basically, his ego kicked into play. If I do something mm-hmm. that Obama couldn't do, then that's going to make me look good, make me look tough on terror. And what did he do? He got uh, a Marine and 30 civilians killed. 30 civilians got killed in that raid. And as a result, Yemen no longer allows our commandos to go after terrorist targets in their country anymore. They, they pulled that order. They said, you can't do it anymore because now they're too reckless. You can have the best laid plans, all the intelligence in the world, right? And something can still go wrong. But if that happens, it's basically just, well, you know, we planned this out. Maybe we got some bad intel, something like that. But when you don't have the necessary tools to pull something like that off and you do it anyway, you're horribly reckless. And with people's lives. And then the worst part was he wasn't even there. Because usually when there's a raid like that, the the presence in the the situation room, like you remember when they went after bin Laden. 
right? Right. Obama and Hillary were in the Situation Room watching it happen. Uh, number 45 took the rest of the day off. He was like, oh, you guys, you guys can take care of it. You know, this guy, he, this guy is, a, is a slime bag. I don't know. But when you pro- say number 45, that throws me off a little bit. Because when I think of 45, I think of the almighty Michael Jordan. Oh, you talking about? Ain't nobody thinking about Mike. Everybody knows he is 23. Forever and always. Nobody, <laughs> everybody pushes that shit to the back of their mind. That's like saying I think Ray Allen's number is 20 because that was the number he, he had when he was with the Celtics. No, that nigga number was 34. End story. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it did throw me off for a second. There. I was like, 45? Oh, yeah. When he came back, he was number 45. And I remember uh, my, my little sports memory before I go back. Uh, I guess they lost in the playoff game. And one player said that, uh, I guess he had, he had a good game against Mike. And he says, you know, I couldn't do that to number 23. Because at that point, they'd already <laughs> retired his number. <laughs> So they had to pull this number down from the Raptors. He got his number twenty-three back, and then they won a championship. But um, it's it's absolutely insane that uh, Agent Orange's supporters still support him. And yeah, a lot of people turned on him. But I, like I said uh, last time, it's hollow because the only thing they they hate worse than what Agent Orange is doing to them is liberals. They don't like being told what to do by liberals. They don't like to be told what to do by elites. You know, like they consider school teachers elites because they have degrees. Mm, mm, mm. That's absolutely insane. Mm, you know, mm, and and they're sitting there waiting for their coal jobs to come back. Coal's not coming back. You know what? You know what that's like that's like me not wanting to buy digital music because I'm waiting for eight tracks to come back. Like when are you gonna bring back eight tracks? I want to hear. I want to hear Fleetwood Mac. Uh, I, I want to hear. I want to hear my old Kiss songs on the eight track. Won't they bring that back? Cole, put it like this: the government didn't kill coal. I guess that's not a hundred percent true, but fracking killed coal. Solar energy killed coal. Wind killed coal. Coal is in the past. You figure even nuclear is going the way of the dinosaur. Um, in Germany, within the next 10 years, uh, if everything goes according to plan, they will have replaced all their nuclear power plants with solar plants. Because if your solar plant gets messed up, you just put it back together. No one's going to die. Your nuclear power plant, something goes wrong, you have another three-mile island. You have another Chernobyl. You know? It's, it's, but their people are just backing them, backing them, backing them, and making up excuses. Oh, what was it, Tommy Lauren, when she was on Bill Maher a week before last? And, and I swear to God, I love watching Tommy Lauren get her ass kicked whenever she comes out of her little bubble. And even then... But it's alternative facts, though. She doesn't see it that way, but go ahead. Yeah, but, but even then, some of my friends were saying that they went easy on her. And I don't know about that because she tried to say that uh, white people are just as persecuted as black people. And one of the panels was like, get the fuck out of here. That's stupid. He literally said that. <laughs> like, really? That's what you believe? Come on. 
But she made uh, – I don't know if she did it on the Bill Maher show or on a different interview, but she was saying uh, – you know, she made a comment about uh, bringing back the, the coal jobs, you know. And the thing is those jobs are not coming back. You know, I'm trying to remember exactly what she said because I, I didn't get to this part of the show, so I didn't uh, I didn't use that in my notes. But uh, she made a comment about something bad that happened with that whole deal. Like the good part about it was was that yeah, cold jobs be coming back. The problem is is that thing with conservatives, the main word is conserve. They want to keep their way of life, so they want to keep their way of life as to what uh, to what one writer said. You can barely graduate from high school, get yourself a factory job, and then buy a house when you're 23. You know, so they want to keep that lifestyle, and that's unsustainable because you got to change with the times. I guess my father was lucky that uh, construction in New York is just a lifetime thing. That's never going away. You know, the wear and tear on that city is, is incredible. So there's always going to be that type of work. You know, he did that. He was was an operating engineer for like 40 years. So that type of work is never going away. What's going to happen when your coal mine, when the coal runs out of your coal mine? What are you going to do? But that's also the fault of the companies for not adapting as well. Because Mm -hmm. if all these big coal companies went into solar or went in the wind, you know, they'd be okay. But I know I'm oversimplifying it. Because it takes a lot of money, but the thing is, you, all these companies get subsidies from the government anyway, which is something I never understood. You're an oil company. You're one of the biggest companies, not just like ExxonMobil, Rex Tillerson's company. They're not just one of the biggest companies in America. They're one of the biggest companies in the world, and they get subsidies from the government. How is that even a thing? So, I was reading the quote. I was I wasn't able to watch the video, but um, okay. So yeah, maybe I do need to watch this video because kind of the description is more of her getting her ass handed to her, like you like you kind of alluded to earlier. Yeah. Whereas like we're saying like uh, Trevor Noah was more building a bridge type of interview, but she did face opposition on the panel and said GOP strategist Rick Wilson responded with the quote of the night, since I'm conservative and not a Trump person, let me say this, that's absurd. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um <laughs> And it said uh, Bill Maher did a good job of, like, staying as more of a moderator. Uh, But then someone – who put this? This is a really good quote. Uh, It said – oh, this came from the same guy. He says, there's a kind of hazy nostalgia, which – really? There's a kind of hazy nostalgia with Trump's plan. We're going to have ironworks and shipyards and – (laughs) shipyards? Shipyards and coal miners. These are things we might as well get our buggy whip industry back together again. It's this <laughs> retrospective fake past that doesn't exist anymore. And God bless them. They work their asses off. And you know what? Natural gas took their jobs, not Barack Obama. Right. 
Drop exactly. the fucking mic. Drop the mic. They they need someone to blame for why things go wrong. And the thing is, uh, sometimes they're right, but most times they're wrong. You know, I'm not going to say that every time a conservative complains that they are indeed uh, right that they're wrong. wrong. You know, That's ridiculous. because sometimes they sometimes they are right. Sometimes it's also uh, a caveat to it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you figure like uh, people are mad at Obama, you know, because their insurance is going up under Obamacare, right? So you figure it's got Obama's name on it, it's got to be his fault, but it's not really his fault. If you want to go back to the beginning of why Obamacare is not working right, it's not even the Republicans because we passed Obamacare with zero Republican support. We had the majority. So we had no Republican support. Not one Republican in the House or in the Senate voted for Obamacare. So why did the public option get taken out? It's because of the blue dog Democrats. Democrats who are in red states, right, who tend to favor their Republican counterparts, they're the ones who helped push the public option out of it. And they said that they wouldn't sign it if the public option was in it. The public option was supposed to be the crown jewel because if you have a public option, you have some place to go that's going to be competitive with everybody else. You figure, why is Time Warner and Comcast so shitty? Because they can afford to be. Because they pretty much just have everything carved up. So instead of competing with each other, they say, you know what? You take the south side, I'll take the north side. And that was their rationale for trying to merge, even though that merger got shot down, is that we don't compete with each other. And they're like, yeah, you don't compete with, you, with each other. Because you have everything carved out. You know, so one of the reasons why um, there's no public option and also uh, a lot of the bigger insurance companies started to bail. So when they started to bail out of it, uh, the prices started to go up because there's less competition. So, yes, it is Obama's thing, but it's not. Oh, and then another thing is. Scalia, even after, even long after Scalia's dead, his influence is still – he's kind of like Reagan. Like he's dead, but Reaganomics is going to haunt us forever and ever. You know, that mm-hmm. ruling that allowed states to not expand uh, Medicare to fill the donut hole, that hurt. You know, even now, Roy Cooper's having problems trying to get that uh, taken care of because Pat McCrory wouldn't do it. He wouldn't expand Medicare. Blue, let me ask you a question. If you bought a house, right, I'm the government, and I tell you if you buy this house, and it's not a mansion, but it's a nice house. Say it's like a four-bedroom, three-bath, mm-hmm. right? And I tell you, listen, for the first two years, I'm going to pay 90% of your mortgage. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I had that backwards. I'm going to pay 100% of your mortgage for the first two years. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I'm going to pay 90% of your mortgage for as long as you own the home. And I'm the government. So that money's going to be there. Would you take the deal? Uh, yeah, hello. <laughs> yeah. Now, even if I was number 45, right, a little bit more of a risk because it's number 45, he's a terrible businessman, but it's the government, right? So even if number 45 instituted that program, would you still take it? 
Uh, no, because he's a liar. Right. But here's the thing, though. Even though he's the one that's doing it. You crazy. Actually, you know I'm what? taking that money, but go ahead. Yeah. But that's actually a good point, though, because that was some of the, uh, the governor's rationales for not taking it because they didn't, they didn't trust Obama. That was actually, you know, it's a good, honest answer, and it's actually what some of the uh, some of the governors' their rationale was. They were like, "Well, we don't trust Obama, so we're not going to take the deal." But even some people like Jan Brewer, governor of uh, Arizona, I don't even know if she's still governor or not, but even she took the deal, and she hates Obama, but she had to take. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> they had an exchange. Jan Brewer was mad over uh, one of Obama's uh, immigration laws, and there was a, a picture of her like putting her fingers in Obama's face. You know, like that was like that level of disrespect. You know, if somebody did that to Trump, they would have probably. I mean, oh God, if someone did that to Number Forty Five. It, there'd be all types of there'd be all types of bedlam, you know. But it was a lot of factors into why people's insurance premiums were going up. But Obama's name was on it, so they had to blame Obama. But the thing is, people don't really they don't read in stuff. If you go to Senate.gov. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Congress.gov. That does everything. The Senate and the House. Uh, every bill that they write is in there. Who co-sponsored it? Uh, where it is in the process? Is it in the House? Is it in the Senate? Is it on uh, the president's desk? Everything you need to know is there. And it's pretty easy to look through. For somebody like me who couldn't get Snapchat to work and wouldn't get on Snapchat because I couldn't get it to work, that's a pretty easy website to, to navigate. My friend still asked me for that. He's like, how could you not be able to set up Snapchat? I'm like, oh, it's a piece of garbage I'm set up. <laughs> <laughs> but all the information is there. All you have to do is just look it up. And I'm not talking about from InfoWars or Breitbart. I'm talking about like from Congress.gov. All the bills are there. You know, they've already written 1,800 bills. It's, it's not even March. It's, we're halfway through February, and they've already pushed 1,800 bills. Keep in mind, out of those 1,800 bills they pushed so far, a lot of them probably won't get – they probably won't make, make the cut. Right. You know, but just the fact that they pushed 1,800 of them already in less than two months, that's crazy. Oh. But uh, let me ask you this We only got a few minutes left But let me ask you this uh, What are the odds that Your odds I know what the, I know what the Vegas odds, odds are What are your odds that number 45 is going to make it to, uh, to 2018 I won't even say 2020 Let's say 2018 What do you think his odds are that he's going to make it I, I have met 10 to 1 odds through through 2018 or to 2018? Uh, we'll say to 2018 because there's already there's already a bill 
that was put through uh, Congress to have. No, uh, to he's going to make it season. through 2018. He's he will make it. Through 2018. 2018. I agree with Odie. I agree with Odie. Through 2018, absolutely fucking not. I think he'll um, make the whole. I don't four know. Years. I don't know how to if do Bush Vegas. Able, if Bush was able to make it through all four through eight years, Trump can right. make it through four. With Bush, it was a little bit different. Because Bush wanted to be there. I legit think 45 didn't want to be here. I don't think he thought it would get at, like get this. I legitimately, you can't tell me that that's not what it is. And that's why I think that he is fighting so hard to prove that he didn't, in fact, win the election legitimately because it's like, motherfucker, I'm giving you the keys. Like I told you before, I didn't want to be here. It was all fun and games. I just wanted to be popping, you know, and you know, maybe bring my stock up, but it backfired because it's so fucking hated that, like, all his stock's gone down. So, mm, I legit think, and when he does fall, it's going to be because of his ego. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's basically, I know he wakes up in the morning, and he's like, all I want to do was just get another season of my shitty show. That's right. all I wanted, and now I'm president. How in the world did this happen? He probably was trying happen? to get a reality show popping or something. <laughs> you know, who knows? All I wanted was another season of The Apprentice, and now I'm president. Only in America. Only in America. I have him at 10 to 1 odds because the way that uh, Republicans have the majority. So as long as he could push enough bills for Trump to – oh, God. This is harder than I thought. As long as we can push enough bills to number 45 to sign, <laughs> right? We should make this a drinking game. But go oh, ahead. I, 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 I don't drink. I'd, I'd have to drink soda. Soda is my alcohol Aww. system diabetic. Um, <laughs> as long as they push enough bills for number 45 to sign to get what they want, they want those tax cuts. They want – I mean they already have all denominations in that are going to destroy all these different organ, uh Departments like Department of Education is done. Department of Energy is done. You know, Rick Perry is the is the head of the Department of of Energy. Really, the guy who was dancing the Green Acres on Dancing with the Stars now he's going to head the Department of Energy. The guy who wanted to destroy the Department of Energy before he even knew what they did. Now he's their head. Jesus Christ! So they've already got they're already halfway there. Well, shoot, the Senate confirms Stephen Munchkin as Treasury Secretary. I, I just saw that. I just saw that, and I was just like... Another ex-banker as one of Trump's advisors. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Okay, that's what I was going to say. That's where I know that name from. Okay. Yeah. Yep, another ex-banker. Oh. The, the thing is, it's not a matter of... Uh, about, these, about these appointments. It's It's a moot point, because... They have the majority, but at least even with Betsy DeVos, though, they all I mean, Mike Pence had to break that tie because you had two uh, mm-hmm. Republican senators who were just like, oh, God, I can't I can't vote for this woman. But the rest of them, there were a lot of Republicans who didn't want to vote for Betsy DeVos. But you know what? Her family has contributed over 200 million dollars to the Republican Party. They have to do what they're told. They have to obey their masters. I, I, I said it get, before. Get, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. Get it. <laughs> if, if there was a reason why I wouldn't vote for 
uh, for Hillary, look no further than uh, Cory Booker. Because Cory Booker uh, is a good man. But the problem is, he's also a paid man. So Don't let that light-skinned motherfucker fool you. (laughs) So one day he's fighting against Jeff Sessions in an unprecedented move of a senator going against another senator. And then two days later, you have a bill that should have won in the landslide because even Ted Cruz voted for it. That still burns my ass. Ted Cruz voted for that bill that Cory Booker and his cronies voted against. So there was, what, 12 Democrats, all of them who got money from Big Pharma, who voted against that bill, which should have been a no-brainer. But Big Pharma didn't want the competition of cheap drugs coming in from Canada. So they pulled on Corey's leash, and he healed like a good boy, like, like a good doggy. Take it, this nigga. Like, Take it. Take it, nigga. They were like, roll over, Corey. Arf, arf. Here's a, here's a biscuit. Oh, how that dick feel in your ass, nigga? Basically. I mean, and then, and then they say, like, Hillary wouldn't have done that. You know how much money Hillary gets from these people? All her top donors are all the same people who right now are just running roughshod. And you don't think that... Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think Hillary's uh, administration would have been just like Trump's, just with a lot... a hell of a lot less racism. Almost no racism, really. But other than that, as far as, like, the swamp, even Obama had a lot of uh, cabinet picks. I was like, that guy? Really? This Republican slime bag, you're going to make him... Head of this department, but even so, they didn't. They weren't out to destroy those departments. Betsy DeVos is out to destroy the Department of Education, right? Yeah, because she doesn't believe in public education. She believes in charter schools and uh, Christian academies and stuff like that. Right. The only person who I feel sorry for is Ben Carson because he really wants to do good, but he doesn't know what he's doing. So basically, he's going to destroy that department, not because he wants to, but because he, he's like Don Knotts. It's kind of like you have your own Mexican drug cartel, and then you make Don Knotts the head of your cartel. He's like, oh, I don't know. The M16, where's the safety? Pip, 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 dead. You know? So really? it's just like he, he puts the most incompetent people in these departments because he wants to see these departments destroyed. Because without regulation, they could just run roughshod. The Department of Education was only made in the 80s, and since the first day it was made, the Republicans have been trying to destroy it, and now they're going to get their wish. So, But I know we are almost out of time. You guys have any, uh, any closing thoughts? Just on whatever. <sighs> Nope. I think we covered them on Saturday. I'm going to try to show up on um, this coming Saturday, guys. No guarantees. I'll probably be passed out or covering somewhere, but I'm going to try to show up. And that counts for something. (laughs) And I guess uh, I know this has nothing to do with politics, but I saw John Wick 2 on uh, last weekend. Uh, If you were a fan of the first one, go see this one. It was really good. I've heard very good reviews. I've heard very good reviews about it. So, and you, you weren't the only one, even though I did see your 
a very ecstatic review of looking forward to part three coming out tomorrow. But no, no, um, I, I, I yeah. was saying, I was saying, I said the only bad thing about John Wick two is why isn't John Wick three coming out tomorrow? Right, right. Like that's how much I liked it. Yeah, I've heard good. I've heard good things. And the thing about the John Wick movies is that, is that they're very simple. There's not like a whole lot of Tarantino-esque extra dialogue, you know. And Common was really good in it. He really was. Like, I, I never really seen You know he as... tends to play that guy, though, all the time. Like Yeah, but this time he you know. really played that guy. He was, he was really good. Like, he did his, his own, uh, it looked like he did his own fight scenes. So, uh, what the hell movie was that in? Like where he had the special bro, eye? Get on gas. He lives. Uh, he was trying to call somebody, but he's always that guy. But anyway, I'll still probably watch it. Yeah. After Switch. Yeah. But. That's all right, that's know. that. Tune in next <laughs> Monday at <laughs> 7 p.m. for another episode of College with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies. And all and turn in and tune in Saturday, um, ten o'clock AM for a mock talk radio. Merck, Odie, That's Charles, nine o'clock Central. Nine o'clock <laughs> Central. Um we might be doing some um some readjustments to mock, but we're we're in talks right now. We might have we might be doing a name change. And stay on the lookout for the new radio show. He said, she said, coming to an airwave near you, motherfucker. All right. Politics with Mercer Prescott. Politics with his eclectic band of crumbs, giving you the truth about everything they lie about. <laughs>